Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz, Art Shirley. Jay Reed. Jay Reed. I realized I'm not really. <laughs> Were you not sure I knew my name? <laughs> You know, I realize I have not introduced myself the last few episodes, but everybody knows who I am, right? Sure, John. <laughs> John Doe. And uh, this is episode 11 of the podcast. Robbie Koblenz. These go to 11. Our podcast goes to 11. Right. They go to 11. That's pretty good. Thank you. That's pretty good. Can you do the entire... Do you know that uh, we're celebrating the, what, 30th anniversary? Of 30th, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap being That's released. right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, which, which is where that reference is from. Which I think is probably Rob, Rob Reiner's greatest movie. Yeah. So I love the uh, I love the segment in there where he's talking to the camera, introducing. He can't figure out what to do with his arms, and he's just kind of squishing <laughs> yeah. his arms. They ended up down. It was great. So. Harry Met Sally's pretty good too, but you know, yeah, I like Harry Met Sally quite a bit. That's a, that's yeah, that's a good that rom com. Yeah, definitely, it is. But yeah. Spinal Tap to me, that's is, just a. It, the, I'm sure it's not may not be the first, but I think it may be the first mockumentary kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Certainly the. Well, I guess they did the Ruddles things earlier than that. But anyway, this is Spinal Tap is, is certainly a classic. It is. It is. It went to 11, as have we. So, so every week y'all talk about a movie that I haven't seen. So I'm, I'm You have not I'm seen Spinal Tap? I think I've seen parts of it. I, oh, I did watch Hot Fuzz see, this weekend. You watched <laughs> Hot Fuzz you without us? <laughs> Wow, I was I? Was, I didn't realize it was supposed to be a group. We were going to have a marathon. We were. We, well, were we can watch the other two. No, you ruined it. It's out of order. What did yeah. you think of us? I, I I didn't quite understand why you were so excited about it. But it was, oh man, wow, he's not part of the trio anymore. I guess I should have uh, watched it with you. I may have appreciated it it's, better. It's, it's kind the of more of a, good. The greater good. It's kind of a Rocky Horror Picture Show type of experience. So you kind know of a cult it, thing. Watch it over and over and get more out of it every you, time. You got to know yeah. when to throw the things at the screen. I mean, come gotcha. on, it's got Timothy Dalton in it as a bad guy. True, and uh, Broadbent. I like Broadbent. Yeah, Broadbent. Broadbent. The greater good. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's got Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. Really? Yeah, you really didn't watch it, did you? I watched every minute of it, but I guess she I was a police officer. She was that police officer for yeah. real. Okay. Wow. She's I, changed a little. No, not really. It's Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Wow. Do you think he actually watched no, it? I don't think he watched it. I don't think he watched it. I just well okay all right well we're back what with you guys to see on my Netflix queue where it says things you watched things you watched there you go I'm sure that's but, what but, it says but, right but, things you watched but but the thing is did you fall asleep during it I did not that's okay. good that's no. a good point. Yeah. yeah in fact I watched it at, when my wife would fall asleep watching whatever we were watching we watched the Jurassic World uh, movies this weekend this, kind of both of them or this the second the one 2015 or? and 2018 yeah okay World and Fallen Kingdom and so when she would fall asleep there and then I would turn on hot fuzz and watch uh, wait a minute so you would watch sleep. it in pieces you oh, didn't watch it in all in that's one the sitting? problem i didn't watch it all in one sitting that's the problem wow okay we need I've, to, I've broken the serious rule here we uh we need to rectify that yeah so, yeah we do speaking of the movies before we get into our geek of a certain week this is captain marvel week that's right which with Ooh. this is episode 11 you'll hear this probably two three weeks after captain marvel kicks thanos's butt or whatever she does um, but yeah, it's Captain Marvel week, the long gulf between uh, Infinity Wars and the Thanos snap to the next chapter is here. It's taken a long time to get here, it seems like. So I'm going to go. 
I don't know that I'll go Thursday night. Are you going to go Thursday night? I won't go Thursday night, but I'll try to go this weekend sometime. I'm going to try to go this weekend sometime. I asked Mark, you know, he uh, referenced this in the last show. We're still, this is, we're doing two shows back to back, and he turns 16 this week. In fact, he turns 16 the day Captain Marvel comes out. It's like, hey, you want to go see a movie for your birthday? He's like, not with you. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to see. He really is 16, isn't he? Yeah. I'm going to see if my friends want to go. Now, didn't Ant-Man and Wasp come out between? It did. It did. But that, you know, but that happened kind of simultaneously with, right okay with, in terms of, you're talking about in terms of timeline that's okay. right of course this goes back in the early 90s so this yeah. is we're going back in time back when we were younger men of a certain age yeah. so i had children um, in what i had children in the early 90s so. did you yeah okay no yeah no not no. for me <laughs> no no my um my oldest was a was an 01 delivery so yep yeah 98 98. So you got to speak yet again, Art. So, all right. Geek of a certain week. What's, uh, what do you guys got uh, bringing to the table today, Mr. Shirley? Well, I mentioned this before when we talked about uh, collections, accumulations uh, last week and, and comic books. And one of my goals has always been to, you know, do a comic book. I drew one, you know, for myself several years ago. But, um, and it's nothing but pictures of himself. That's, that's right. all it that's is. That's right. It's that was just, the goal. Me and a, uh, Batman bucket helmet, which is a reference to last week's show. But wow. um, uh, favorite artist of, of mine has always been Joe Kubert, who uh, did uh, Hawkman, did Sergeant Rock, uh, famous for uh, his uh, Tarzan Didn't comic he have books. a video game? No, it's spelled differently. But uh, anyway, it's All a right. different guy. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah. Crushing my heroes. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, for... Uh, for 40 years or so, he's had a, a school, comic book school, and a lot of famous alumni from it, none of whom I know or can remember at this point. But he's offering classes uh, over the summer, adult classes, uh, week-long classes that you can go to. And it's been something that I'm thinking, I may have to do this. Now, I've been looking into it and trying to decide. It's in Dover, New Jersey. We were hoping it was a little closer to New York than it is, so my wife may want to go. But um, I'm really looking at that, and I'm thinking, that's pretty pretty neat. You should do that. I think I should, too. Yeah. yeah I think I should, too. It's kind of a... You know, a realization of a dream. Of course, Joe Kubert passed away several years ago, but his son Andy and Adam are both uh, involved with the uh, with the store. So is that two sons, or them. is that one son with multiple personality disorder? That's two different sons, okay. and I think I've got their names right. Yeah, but um, they're both uh, accomplished artists in their own right, and are are very involved with the school. And of course, there are other people that come in and, and give talks. So it'd be interesting to do. I'll let y'all know how that progresses. Yeah, that would be fun. We could we could Skype you in. That would uh, be yeah, great. That's right. That that's would right. be fun. Be a lot of fun. So I think we should have a cartoon series of this podcast. Hey, wow. It'd be kind of boring though. Don't you think? No, I, just a cartoon of <laughs> we us lead sitting around. exciting lives. Do we? Wow. Of course we do. You just believe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Truth and advertising. What was your geek of a certain week? Well, I was thinking about, you know, we're going to talk about food later and I've got to thinking about what foods I geek out on. And so my shout out is just to the Oreo company. Cause that is my thing. I go into grocery store and, Always, always, no matter how long my list, I'm going to check the Oreo aisle and see what the newest flavor is. They do some great things. And some terrible things. Yeah, that's true. They do some so terrible things. So I was going to ask you guys, what is your, if, if you've looked at this like me at all, I mean, do you have a favorite flavor and a least favorite flavor? Double stuff, and that's it. Have that, you seen the mega, like the ones that came out no. just a couple of weeks ago? It's In like, fact, I like the old-fashioned double stuff where you take the regular ones and you take them apart and you make a double stuff the old-fashioned way. Well, this one, the new one is like two double stuffs with that amount of cream in the middle, and it's, it's pretty excessive. Wow. Yeah. 
the cookie that drove Hydrox out of business. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, I like the regular ones, the double stuff. I like those as well. But the things we've been getting lately are these these thin versions that are dipped and either fudge or mint. Yes. And uh, we were, you know, we've got some Girl Scout cookies now, and I hate to say this because I've always been a thin mint fan, but the Oreo version Eight. of that is really better. It has a lot more taste to it because of that Oreo in the middle right. of it. Right. Now, I still love thin mints, and we'll do what we can to support the Girl Scouts. That's not going to change. <laughs> of course it will. But, uh, you know, we've got a box, several boxes in the cabinets right now, thanks to thanks to our local Boy, Girl Scouts. They, right. Man, they're like pushers. On the way. Yeah. They're That's like right. pushers, That's aren't right. you? They, it's like they give you free samples, you know, and they hook you for life yeah. because you can't say no. That's right. Pretty oh, yeah. Much. And it's a good product. I mean, it's a it's a good service, obviously, but the 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 product itself the product is good. Is it's good. not like it's not like you're buying something that's just awful. Oh yeah, thanks. I'll I'll th- go throw but, this away. But you know, it's gotten less and less as the years gone by. I mean, they, the boxes have stayed the <laughs> oh, same price. The, and the boxes are the same size, and you open the sleeve only fits three half. thin mints. That's right. I mean, the thin mints are, are you, a good sixty five percent. You know, of what they used yeah, to be. Yeah. But wow. again, it's a fine organization. <laughs> we're, we're proud, and we're still buying them, even though we're saying all that. Yeah, we're, we're buying them. But that's my favorite Oreo right now. The the fudge covered with the either the mint. Uh, Man, really like those a lot. I stay away from the cookie aisle. I guess I need to visit the cookie aisle. More. Well, I don't buy anything much other than that. But then if there's cookie. something new, I, I like the cookie butter one. There was a golden Oreo with cookie butter flavored. I remember that uh, cream. Mm-hmm. Now, the worst I've had. Have y'all? Did y'all have the Swedish fish? I did Cream. not have the Swedish fish. It was a mistake. No. I, I rarely say that about a, an Oreo, but the Swedish fish cream, because my wife is of Swedish descent. She loves Swedish fish. I thought this will be cool. What's a Swedish? Is, is, is there some kind of candy? It's a candy a, called okay, Swedish fish. Okay, I was thinking okay. we're talking some type of... <laughs> no, it's not like... It's a Scandinavian tilapia. It's not a casserole. It's not hot dish. Yeah. But it's... it's yeah, it's a, it's kind of a gummy, a red gummy candy in oh, the shape yeah. of a fish. Uh-huh. And I love the candy. I was introduced to it by her. But in between two Oreos, Swedish no. fish. it's Ooh. the harp. What's the little gummy bears thing? What's the, is that? Did that come? I don't know if it's the same company. Okay, but I know what you're talking about. But Swedish yeah, that was definitely fish. the worst of all, and the the craziest wow. one I've ever thought. They did have one that was cookies and cream flavored cream. Uh huh. And my thought was. Is not an Oreo already that's cookies, what, cookies and, cream. and cream? Yeah, that's the whole thing. So but it's like it cookies and cream, cookies and cream. But it can't be cookies and cream because in order for cookies and cream ice cream to be cookies and cream, it's got to be Hydrox cookies. Yeah. Okay. And Hydrox stopped manufacturing cookies for retail sales and just it's the Hydrox cookies that are in cookies and cream ice cream. Okay. It's kind of like. So that's their only production now? Is I cookies. believe so. Okay. And could be wrong. It's happened before. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like moose tracks. In order to be called moose tracks, you've got to buy certain materials from huh. the, or license the license something from the copyright holder or something like that in order to be called moose tracks. So, guys of a certain age are not responsible for any facts presented on this show. <laughs> well, yeah, like yeah, I've had to uh, put disclaimers out already. For yeah, the, for Andy Griffin. Yeah, oh, right. But see, I'm not going to go back and look mine up. I mean, I'm sorry. We're just well, gonna... I made the mistake of listening to the show, and I'll, I won't do that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we want you to continue to listen to the show. At so. least subscribe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my geek of a certain week, shout out to Taco Bell because of the taco sauce that saved a man's life. Did you guys see this? I did not did see not. this. This is great, man. So, you know, you know, you go to Taco Bell, you get your bean burrito or whatever, and they ask what type of sauce, and, oh, I want mild. They give you like five bucketfuls of taco sauce. Well, there's this cat, uh, Jeremy Taylor, in Bend, Oregon. He went out to get gas, I guess a week ago, uh, Sunday, so about a week or so. Got caught in the snow, right? 
and could not he and his dog could not get back to his house so he was stuck in the snow in his uh, toyota forerunner for five days and so he and his dog survived they're in fine health but he ate taco bell taco sauce that's okay. all he had from a food standpoint so okay. it's the sauce that saved a man's life so That's, I thought he was going to use it to melt the snow in some no. fashion. In fact, let me think. <laughs> it wasn't the right. It wasn't hot enough. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, but, it, I got mild. What but, was I thinking? but I believe he was eating the uh, what's the hottest they have? Oh, fire. Yeah, I think it was fire. Yeah. He had the fire um, heat level. Imagine wow. not having anything to drink. And the only thing you could eat. Snow. Well, you got snow. But uh, what did uh, Frank Zappa say about snow? Don't eat, Don't the, eat yellow the yellow snow. That's right. That's right. So, but uh, anyway, so that's my my geek of the week. Uh, you know the uh, the the life giving, sometimes life taking away Taco Bell taco sauce. Um, I thought that went in good with. Hopefully, we're going to talk about food in a minute if we don't get disrailed by uh, movies that Jay didn't enjoy properly again. So, but uh, five days survived on taco sauce. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. He's alive after eating that much taco <laughs> sauce. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, that kind of kind of does it for uh, our our geek of a certain week. I believe we're about to lose Mister Shirley for yes, his. Yes, I have to uh, bid you adieu. Yeah, because he has a productive <laughs> adult job thing, unlike others of us who could sit here and talk all day long. But I look forward to hearing what you you talk about. We're going to talk bad about you from you here have on to listen out. then. Oh, or... okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I have to listen. Okay. All, all right. right. Have a good one. And we thank Mr. Shirley for gracing us with his presence. He has now left the building or the room. He's left the room. We don't know if he's left the building or not. He could still be. He could be out there at the door listening in. I mean, that's kind of the way he rolls. So, or he's probably forgotten about us entirely. So (laughs) anyway, all right, here we go. So the the back half of this week's episode, episode 11, because this one goes to 11. What are we going to talk about, Jay? Let's, you know, we're recording this as we record most of them at mealtime. So why don't we just talk a little bit about food? Food, the greater food. Reference to uh, the movie that somebody watched not all the way through and didn't really enjoy as much as he should have. And we'll just leave it at that. So food. So what, you know, what, what's your go-to dish, man? If you've got to, uh, if you've got people coming over and your wife tasks you with cooking, what's your go-to? First of all, I have to say, the word if my wife tasks me to do the cooking, it's pretty much going to be me doing the cooking, and she'll be the first person to tell you that. But I, if I have the time and the the resources, if it's uh, you know, if it's a, if I can get that big green egg croaking, uh, cracking, cooking, <laughs> croaking, pick your wow. own verb here. Yeah. No, if I, I if I'm really wanting to do it right, I'm going to smoke something. Yeah, pretty much going to have something on the egg, and I don't. It might be a brisket, uh, pulled pork. I've done that. I, I really enjoy doing chicken wings on the egg. So that's it's going to be something on the egg, and then um, veggie wise, we have made a, a a transformation. My daughter and my son will eat pretty much anything I put in front of him. Daughters have been a little bit more picky through the years, and to get her to eat any vegetables, broccoli's been kind of an interesting ride with her. She would take the florette and bite off the, you know, if you want to consider it a, a small tree, bite off the leaves and leave the trunk. I mean, there was just no getting wow. around that. And then one day I roasted it. Yeah. You know, put it about 425, 450, just some oil and seasoning and, 
and roast it until it starts getting charred at the edges. And now she asks for it. Oh, it's great that way. That's my uh, favorite way. That's to the eat only broccoli. way we'll, we cook it now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, I have a big green egg. You have a green. Blah, 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 blah. Easy for me to say. <laughs> I'm having a, trouble with the uh, a big green egg. Um, so what's your take on a big green egg? So far, so good. I, I, you know, it's an investment for sure. It is. It is. And so I kind of like a domain name. <laughs> exactly. So when I first got it, I think I cooked on it just about every weekend. It's slowed down a little bit in the winter. Um, you know, it's just a little bit cold to get out there, even though it still can be used in the winter for sure. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, I'm still learning how to use it. Yeah. Um, you have to learn your egg, um, you know, how to keep the temp at the same if you want to smoke or if you're doing steaks or whatever. Um, it takes a, it's a learning curve, but yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting there. I just need a little bit more time to, to practice. So I primarily use ours for smoking. I don't think I do anything else other than smoking on it. We still have a gas grill that we use. Um, so because I th- just think if I'm going to prep that big green egg and if I'm going to get it lit, then I want to put a lot of meat on it and, and engage in a full smoking process. I don't do it as a, oh, hey, let me just throw a steak on there. I'm going to go gas. Um, how do you use, you use your big green egg? Do you, or, do you do a kind of a, a weekend destination? Oh, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do the big green egg this weekend, get all the stuff. Or do you just casually go out and start it? Pretty much I'm planning ahead because you yeah. got to get the, the meat ready and, and put the rub on and all that stuff. So it, and, and depending on what you're making, you know, and because I'm still learning, it may take, you know, 18 hours to do something. And then the next time it takes 12. Yeah. And, you know, that can have to do with the weight of the meat or whatever. But um, that's the thing. That's probably I would use it more if I knew that I was keeping that temp steady through the night. Yeah. And wasn't having to watch it as much. And some people can do that. Yeah. Uh, once you've kind of learned your egg. And I'm like I said, I'm, I'm I will get there eventually. But um, yeah, that's it's it's but I have just said, hey, let's let's have burgers. Or let's have steaks. And. Um, I'll just go and crank it up. It, it's amazing to me the the life of the charcoal. Yeah, that yeah. just yeah, hey, it's still there. Still got a half a thing of charcoal after I smoked for all day yesterday. Well, you know, and and you've really got to use. You have to use a a. You're not using a match like char- charcoal. You need to use the big green egg charcoal or any other uh, solid wood oh, charcoal. Right, right, for sure. Because um, had someone tell me that if you use something like a match light or some sort of uh, briquette type of charcoal. Um, that the the smell of that charcoal will embed into the the sides. Oh, okay. And so uh, you'll never get that smell out. So you want to keep lump charcoal, true wood lump charcoal in it. Um, I have tried off brands of lump charcoal, and they burn hotter than the big green egg huh. uh, charcoal. Is what I found. Got something at a home improvement store, and it was lump charcoal, and. Um, I had the worst time to get it to cruise at uh, at 225 because if I'm going to do a brisket, I'm going to have that thing cruise 225 to 235 overnight, and I could not get it below 250 with that charcoal. Um, Replace that entire thing with Big Green Egg brand charcoal, and I'm able to get that thing. I can lock that temperature in pretty tight. And you, it's interesting you mentioned about doing the stuff overnight. So um, uh, the first time I tried to do something overnight. Um, uh, I uh, set it up and I decided to go all redneck with my monitoring system. And uh, so my oldest son has a little uh, mini tykes basketball goal that we took outside for some reason. And uh, so I drug it over to uh, front of the big green egg and I had a nest uh, camera, wireless camera, <laughs> outdoor camera. And 
came over and I think I uh, essentially duct taped that to the little tykes pointing at the temperature gauge on the big green egg. And so I was able to use the Nest app with the, not the protect, that's their, uh, that's their fire, uh, fire detector, but their little security camera. And I was able to watch the temperature through the night without having to get out of bed, without having to get out of bed. And, uh, that was great. Now what we have done, the best thing that we have bought for the big green egg is we've got a a set of, uh, Bluetooth enabled, um, temperature probes. And so I do have one of those for the meat. What I need that's great. is one for the dome for the So here's what I do. Temperature. So this is what I do. I take one and I suspend it down into the uh, uh, the big green egg through the chimney. Okay. And so I'm getting ambient heat and I'm actually probably getting a truer temperature reading than the embedded one in the big green egg itself. So uh, this this particular unit, I think it's a Solis, S-O-L-I-S, um, has six probes. We will take one probe, probably the first probe, and suspend it through the chimney about six inches down and shut the chimney up so it can't go any further um, and use that as the ambient temperature. Well, that's pretty cool because I, I, I mean to try that because I – I don't think we kept my little tykes basketball goal. Well, yeah. so I don't have that equipment. <laughs> yeah, but that that's a that's an easy way to do it. And so being able to figure out what what temperature you've got inside and inside the green egg versus what's what the meat's at. And it's really cool to watch the uh, uh, the, the the apple graph the temperature raise. Now now the pain in the butt is when you get out of Bluetooth range, the your phone just right. goes nuts. It's like, oh no, I can't communicate with it. and it's like, it's okay, calm down. Yeah, I'm coming back. Don't but, worry. But we but we smoke on the big green egg and it's fabulous. And uh, I've left food overnight. I've left meats overnight on the big green egg. Um, you know just some some tips for folks who are thinking about getting into a a ceramic style uh, smoker system. Um, it, it, like Jay said, it's really unbelievable um, how little charcoal it uses, and um, you can control the heat uh, control you can control the heat by airflow in and out. Um, but once you get that thing to temperature, it will cruise all night. To me, brisket is probably the most difficult thing to smoke. I would agree. Because brisket has a very, very fine, uh, I'm going to get too dry too quick point. Um, now, a Boston butt, I think, is the easiest thing to smoke because you have so much fat cap mm-hmm. on that thing. It's really hard to overcook a Boston butt. Um, so, to, to me, if you're going to get in and do something on the front end, just to experiment, do a Boston butt. Um, have not done chicken wings. What's your chicken wing? I bought a, a little gadget um, that it's, it's actually for drumsticks. It's kind of a almost a frame, and you it has a little notches where you hang the drumsticks, but it holds a wing perfectly. So I set it about I think it's about four hundred, three fifty, four hundred, somewhere in there, and uh, hang the wings. You know, season them however you want to do it, and they kind of get they're not they don't get fried that quite that consistency, but it does crisp up the skin a lot like Two Brothers. Right, except they do drop theirs in the fryer eventually, okay. but uh, but it's the the prior the smoking part works the same way, yeah. But you don't have to fry them; they they have, still have that crispiness to oh, them. Oh man, I need to try um, that. So that's and so I, I even went and bought a second one because I've got a I was conned in. Uh, sorry, I mean I was persuaded <laughs> by my friend to get the extra large big green egg, so I have enough room for two racks. Yeah, so I can get two dozen wings at a time or drumsticks or whatever. I think we've got the large. I don't think we've got the extra large. So. But uh, it's been great. I mean, Mark has uh, the youngest son who is the chef, has actually done brisket 
and uh, sold brisket uh, to his football coaches, which I think is kind of a gutsy move because if they don't like it, they'll make him run more wind sprints. And uh, so I'm like, man, son, are you sure you want to jump into this? And it's like, no, oh, son, it'll be fine. He's done uh, he's done tips, um, which have been great. Burn-ins, I keep mm-hmm. calling it tips. Burn-ins, which have been great. Um, brisket on that thing is pretty unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So if, if you consider the green egg or your uh, – temperature recording devices as a as a cooking gadget what other gadgets do you is, are you yeah use most commonly well uh we do a lot of sous vide and okay. that's sauce vd if you're uh, s-o-u-s-v-i-d-e uh we jumped in on the uh, omnova device their uh, sous vide wine and for those playing along at home who don't know what that fancy sous vide thing is basically it's a temperature wand uh, that you immerse in water and it gets water to a constant temperature. And the whole idea is, especially with the protein like a, a steak or a chicken breast or whatnot, um, let's say you want your steak um, a medium rare. So we're going for like 139, 140, something like that. Um, you take your steak, uh, you season it, you put it in a Ziploc bag, essentially. They're special sous vide bags. Um, you submerge that in the water bath. You put the sous vide wand uh, in the water bath where it's heating the water and it's circulating the water. And the whole idea is if you get the water to 142 degrees or 141 degrees, whatever, and it stays constant, um, that steak is going to get to that temperature and not go above. It's a closed thermal system. So is it, uh, the, the water bath, is that a part of your does that come with it, or you just it's you, just a, a pot of water? Yeah, with yeah. A so wand in it. So it's a pot of water with a wand in it. You can do pretty much anything you want to. Now, Sterilite has, has got um, they've got some plastic containers with a specific insert for sous vide huh. wand. Um, you know, one thing, especially if you're sous in the winter, you want to put. I mean, we've used little uh, plastic garbage cans before. And so we put water in there. We put our protein. Again, that protein is in a bag, completely sealed, so it's not touching the water at all. So do you sear it after that once you get Then you your- sear it after that. And uh, But if you're doing it in the winter, you don't have a, a, a top. You want to put like a towel across the top of the of the water bath so you're not losing evaporation. Right. And so you're keeping heat in. Um, so it's pretty incredible. Um, the, the You can sear two ways. Some folks will do will sear on the front end. And then so that you're getting the caramelization on either side of the meat, right. and then you drop it in the bath, and then you get it to temperature, then you eat. Or some folks will put it in the bath, get it to temperature, sear it, and then eat. Do the reverse sear. Yeah, yeah. So the idea with the reverse sear is um, you want to hit your target probably about two to three degrees below. Right, um, you're going to get more heat when you sear it. That's right, that's right. Now, if you sear it on the front end you've got the sear marks already and you've already started moving the the meat to temperature but you've got a longer way to go to get to an overcooked state so some folks like to sear on the front end we've done both um pork chops are great in it chicken breasts are great um are really really good things don't get dry i'm guessing no they don't but for our verdict was uh, something like a ribeye you still want to grill uh, a New York strip, which is less fat, is better in sous vide than, say, a ribeye, okay. which has got so much fat. And sense. so, you know, for a fatty piece of meat, you want that heat, that caramelization, right. the rendering of the fat for the flavor. And you don't get that in a sous vide, sous vide bath. So um, really enjoy that. The, 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 
the gadget that I keep eyeing that my wife says you can't buy unless we sell something or throw or move something. Like a domain name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, get rid of something for counter space and kitchens in, 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 you know, counter and cabinet space. I want an air fryer. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that's that's on my bucket list, too. Have you done anything with the air fryer at all? I haven't. I've heard several people that I work with talk about having them and how little oil it takes, and, and, and it comes out great. So I have not air fried anything. Um, I'm still learning to fry chicken uh, by itself in, in the regular way. But, yeah, that's on my list. I've I've bought quite a few things I, you know, with Christmas money, quote, unquote. Yeah. I've kind of caught up on some things I got to – just an electric skillet, which I didn't have. Uh, my New Year's resolution last year, 2018, was to learn how to fry chicken, and I failed at that uh, resolution. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually gathering equipment now to to do that. I also, um, what else did I get? I got an Instant Pot. Yeah, we've got an Instant um, And I know pot. I've, I've eaten with you uh, when you did the ribs in the Instant Pot. They, they were quite good. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning to use that, too. I've done grits, and I've done, uh, oh, gosh, what else did I do? Some kind of soup or something um, in the instant pot. So I've I've used it a little bit, but haven't learned the ins and outs of that yet. Tell you something that's really good with a sous vide is to do a cold brew coffee in a sous vide. And so the idea is you're basically brewing that coffee for 18 hours uh, at like 110 degrees or 105 degrees. The idea that a because you're not using boiling water to extract the flavors from the ground coffee, you are using uh, a lower temperature, longer process. And so it's a little bit stronger, which is what a cold brew is. Yeah. So um, it's ex- well, that's new. I've never heard of doing yeah sous vide cold brew it's really good and the idea is um you put your ground coffee in mason jars and you seal them and then you submerge that jar all the way in the sous vide bath and um you know get it to whatever temperature you're supposed to get it to for i think it was like 18 hours it took a while to do but i did like four or five mason jars um, there was a toasted cream uh recipe i wanted to do where basically it was caramelizing cream uh, getting it almost a lot like you would do brown butter. Huh. And, uh, but I have not done that yet. That looks pretty fascinating. It really intenses the flavor profile of the cream, gives it kind of a nuttiness to it. Wow. So there's a lot of things you can do with, uh, with sous vide. So it's pretty fascinating. That. I have it. Um, you know, my, um, my go-to if I'm going to cook for somebody is to do homemade pizza. And, um, in fact, we had the whole crew from the studio over a week or so back and made homemade pizza for everybody. And we've got it down to a science. And this is a this is really Robbie's right. specialty in kitchen. And uh, I do a uh, I do a beer dough. I use a uh, lazy I've had that one. Yeah. Lazy Magnolia Southern Pecan. Use a, a, a bottle of that as the base. Add some brown sugar, yeast, a little bit of warm water. Uh, put some molasses. And then you make the dough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you make the dough. Put some molasses in, and then uh, uh, salt, and and uh, do a, a a bread flour. I remember some, that being a good one. And some oil, and it's uh, it's real complex. The the yeast texture is great. The dough texture is great. It's got a little sweetness to it, but not overly sweet because the bitterness of the beer kind of weighs that out. So anyway, yeah, that's that's my go to if I'm if I have to you know if I get stuck on a uh, cooking competition show and I've got to make something, it's going to be pizza. pizza. Yeah. Well, I need you to work on that cream because that's the other thing that I've kind of geeked out on recently is coffee stuff i've just 
I've even I, the other day I was at a, a dis, uh, one of these deep discount in the bargain hunt, and uh, they had an espresso machine mm-hmm. uh, along with I think they call it Aerochino, which is the milk frother milk yeah. steamer thing. Um, great deal, and so I just got that. I haven't even taken it out of the box yet, but also bought a an Aeropress, yeah, uh, which is I've really enjoyed that. I bought a little ten dollar milk frother to go with that. Um, of course, I've got a Keurig. We have a we have a Boone coffee pot somewhere. We yeah. haven't used that in a while, but yeah. yeah. But um, and then I, I went through. I've kind of geeked out on buying coffee too. I've got like a, <laughs> it's easy. It is. I mean, I, we've got a couple of local roasters here, and I've, I've run out of those in the last couple of weeks. But but other roasters, I've got like six different companies. I, I counted up. Kind of like barbecue sauce used to be my my thing that I had the most of. Now I think it's coffee. Oh wow! And one of, there's a, a company called Bones, and they really do these weird flavors. And so huh. this week I had uh, uh, key lime pie coffee the first day, and then it was electric unicorn, which is a fruity cereal flavored oh, coffee. I bet it is yeah uh had red velvet uh, so that was her valentine thing these um, are all ground right these are all ground yeah. yeah i think you can get the whole beans uh in some of them but i got these ground just kind of as sample packs uh, uh jamaican me crazy which is pretty common yeah maple bacon which i think i drank over here the last time we recorded yeah uh, yeah so it's it's been kind of fun it, it's sometimes hard to wrap your taste buds around some of those flavors but you know for a little sample pack it was worth it you know i guess i've gotten to a uh to a point that uh, i really really need um to have a whole bean mm-hmm. and to grind that bean i guess i've gotten to well, that's the ideal for sure i've yeah. got a grinder i need to get a probably a burr grinder or something a little bit yeah. better than you I've need got, to get a but... machine like we've got here man that's what you need to do well, that's uh, that's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> that is an investment. So, but you know, so I got the Nespresso. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're we're real fortunate here that we've got some great local roasters. Absolutely. And we need uh, to do a whole show on that someday. We need to do a whole coffee show, and uh, that would be a lot of fun. And we could just like mainline espresso and have a fourteen-hour <laughs> episode, guys of a certain age. But I think with we're many breaks with many breaks with many breaks. And, but I do think we're at our final break here. So wow. man, can you believe we're through? This is episode 11. We were talking with art before he left. We didn't think it'd get past three. You know? <laughs> so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's uh, it's I think art put it best when he said it, it scratches a creative itch. Okay. And there's, but there's ointment for that too. Right. So. And I can provide that. There, for you, a small fee. there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us until next time. We'll see you.